If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Oh, God. Oh, I've had a shit day. This isn't a bit. I really have had a terrible day. The air compressor in my car broke, so my car is spewing out magma air in this summer heat and then my phone had to get upgraded and messed up a bunch of crap all the apps are messed up the phone number's wrong had to be on the phone with my phone provider for like hours i have to go to the dmv because the registration of my car has expired i didn't realize it ah hey, if you want to help a friend out subscribe to my patreon at patreon.com slash matthew donald there you can find bonus content for Paleobites, like where we discuss pop culture featuring prehistoric animals. And this month, we're talking about walking with dinosaurs. Yeah! The classic 1999 BBC documentary. Classic. I said classic twice. It's because I've had a crap day! My brain is just spaghetti and ants! I'm trying to turn these turd nuggets into gold nuggets, or however the saying goes. So subscribe to my Patreon. Link's in the description. Thank you for your support. Have a good day. Certainly a better day than I have! Roar, growl, snarl, bellow. Welcome to Paleo Bites, the podcast that puts the mojo in Mojo Ceratops. Not that anyone asked or cared. My name's Matthew Donald, and each week on a rotating series of guest co-hosts talk about and rate a genus of prehistoric animal, be it dinosaur, mammal, arthropod, and so on. This week I'm joined by someone who also puts the mojo uh, in, like, a mojo dojo. Uh, it's been a Regan. How are you? <laughs> Ready to ride? Ooh, me not sound like Yoda, uh, do I? 
<laughs> Sorry. Oh uh, yes, yes. I've got I've got an orc pee on here or an orc grunt. You go back and forth. <laughs> but the first was quote was a uh, rough oh. rider or whatever you call their uh no. Oh, oh the uh, raider, the, the wolf the guys. Raider. Yeah, I haven't played it in ages. I know. I I have good memories of. Them. I like the raiders. Mm. It's like good dog. What's that smell? Oh, bad dog. <laughs> 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 and raiders were also cool because, like, you could research technology that could give them, uh, you could get gold mm. by them hitting buildings. Oh, that was true. That was a very useful tactic because you could drain your enemy's economy and build yours up for no effort if you just kept harassing uh, them. Exactly. Just use a bunch of raiders, yeah. Or just do a couple hits and then retreat. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah, good stuff. Shame what happened to Warcraft 3 and Blizzard, but Stormgate's mm. on the way and we'll see if it go does well. Zolans, it doesn't have a damn 12-unit um, selection limit. Even StarCraft 2 got rid of that. I know, StarCraft 2 got rid of that. I, I actually quite like... Did you ever play the StarCraft 2 uh, co-op stuff? No. I that was did it single player. Uh, the StarCraft 2 co-op is great. It's like it's like multiplayer, but only with one other person, and your guys mm. are fighting together against AI, and you have individual commanders that are like part of like the civilizations, but not all of it. So you have like Raynor, or uh, Swan, or... Uh, um, Kerrigan or Abathur or Zagara or right, so taking uh, a bit or, from Warcraft's um, different types of hero. Yeah, yeah, but like some of them, you had the hero on your um, screen. Other times, it was just these just different abilities. Like because like Rainer, like he just got the Marines and siege tanks and battle cruisers and other stuff like that. While mm -hmm. Swan just got like Goliaths and uh, siege tanks and all the mecha me mechanical units. Like, uh, so each player could. Fulfill a, sp a certain role without having to choose to take that role, so to speak. Right, right, right. Yeah. Mm. So, like, it was pretty cool, and like, you could level them up as you kept going, mm. getting new abilities, other stuff. Yeah, and some of them were really, really clever. Like, Tychus was one, and all you did, you had your C SCVs, and then you had Tychus, and you had some mercenaries, and those were your only units. <laughs> and Tychus, were... he was Rainer's friend who was stuck in the suit, eh? Yes, yes. Yeah, and then, so. um... I really hate the fact that they like. It's not really a spoiler now, given it's a 10-year-old game, but that they yeah, had they to kill, um, them. kill him off. But I'm pretty sure from the look in his face where he apologizes to Rainer at the end, the fact that he... He was kind of doing a suicide by cop. In a yeah, way, I think he, he missed, like he deliberately missed his uh, rifle shot so Jim could so be with So Rainer could kill him rather than... <laughs> what's his God, name? Rather that than is just a great example of what... Uh, Frick Minsk was. Oh yeah, Minsk was... He was Minsk petty was... when he didn't have to be. Rainer never even betrayed him. I know. Let's see, okay, so... How, I'm going to segue into this. I, th I feel like Thrinax could be a good Protoss name. And we're talking about Thrinaxodon. <laughs> Don't know how we started talking about StarCraft. Sorry, people. I... Oh, it's because we were like, so, so... We were talking about Warcraft first. We were talking about... So... We're talking about the trident tooth itself, Thrinaxodon. It's a cynodont, a clade of therapsid animals originating from the early Permian and flourishing for millions of years onwards. Uh, mammals Very close are relatives of ours compared to other um, reptiles. Well, actually, uh, mammals are still technically cynodonts. You and I are technically considered cynodonts, like, from mm. a taxonomical standpoint. Yeah, um, um, and that means we're all technically still fish and then still bacteria, even. Right, right, or we're all... Just the way cladistics work. We're all stegocephalians, or what are other mm. ones like that? Where it's just like, it's like it's like how birds are simultaneously birds and reptiles. They're simultaneously in the class mm. Avis and the class Reptilia. <laughs> mm. 
And because the split between Dinosauria from Reptiles into Abes, or the bits that become birds, is not clear-cut at all. It's basically just a convenient distinction between like what we have now and the big scaly buggers. Right, exactly. Uh, Alright, so this was uh, about fox size, so 18 to 25 inches, long, uh, 46 to 64 centimeters long, 22 to 33 pounds, or 10 to 15 kilograms. Uh, hmm. It was a carnivore. Fiction and walking with dinosaurs, where they just called it Cynodont. Yeah, I know, because I think it was I think it was modeled after Thrinaxodon, even though this would have been uh, far later um, well, than when it actually lived. Because, like, this, yeah, it was a carnivore like in that, but it, it lived in the early Triassic, 251 to 247 million years ago. Mm. So, uh, but it also lived in South Africa and Antarctica rather than uh, rather than uh, Arizona. Uh, it probably had to share space with all those damn Lystrosaurus. <laughs> I don't think it was wrong with them to, because Walking with Dinosaurs, especially like the episodes of Fauna Fakiris, where they had Euteraptors in Europe and that were all over the place. Right. Like well, they had Plateosaurus at the end there. That was... over things. Yeah. But um, point being, in the, even in the late Triassic, Pangaea was still one continent, so you could get global distribution. Right. But even then, though, I'm not sure that like they would walk that far. I mean, some of them might have, but like at the end, the Plateosaurus come in to, sh to herald the arrival of the dinosaurs. And mm. that was clearly meant to, like, be that way. But, like, even though they're from Europe and not from Arizona, although I, c I mm. could buy bigger sauropods like that coming over, like, migrating, mm. maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I love the irony now that just as we now know that Walking with Dinosaurs got it wrong with the pterosaurs where they weren't on their way out, the fossil record's just poor. But um, as we know about as darkids and all that. But, um... It seemed to indicate like the dinosaurs were superior to the other animals taking over, and as we now know, dinosaurs just got lucky. They just had some adaption or other that allowed them to pull through the Triassic, um, Jurassic extinction. Where right, some well, of their relatives like the other didn't. ones, like the Rausukids and the Cynodonts, mm. and other stuff like that. Um, well, I wouldn't be surprised if some Rausukids did pull through and then like were dead clayed walking for a bit, mm -hmm. like what happens in the. Um, EO scene in that where the um quite a few multiberculates um pull through and then they gradually taper off in the right. face of marsupials and um placentinals. Exactly, exactly. There was a good showing of that in Prehistoric Planet season two uh, that just came oh, out on. I Apple. can't see that because I don't have um Amazon or whatever it's on. It's on Apple Plus, which sucks. I could barely use it. But anyways, they have a scene where like a little mammal is like I think it's it's some sort of Madagascar mammal. I forget. But, like, mm -hmm. it's going after some eggs, and they think it's going to eat the eggs, but it's revealed it's his own eggs, because this is back when mammals, you know, just laid eggs. Like, not mm. as, like, monotremes, but just, this is just before they had... Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, so it was kind of cool to see these little furry things come out of eggs. Although, <laughs> <laughs> so, I guess the probably would have been it naked. It seems like it's setting up a case of mistaken identity, a bit like on the shame overaped or was an egg robber, and it turns out the famous fossil died over its own nest. Right, I like how we just assume it was hiding some other eggs. Like, we just knew it was a predator. But, like, nah, it was actually a good mother. Uh, although, speaking of, of fossils with like that, that we, um, we'll have a lot to talk about with Thrinaxodon here. But real quick, though, pop culture appearances, it's in both Walking with Monsters and Walking with Dinosaurs. Although, Walking with Monsters, it's called a Therocephalian, which is a close <clears> relative, but it's kind of the same model. Um, yeah, they did a lot of that, like uh, quite a few of the um, pterosaur models later on, and Walking with Dinosaurs are uh, recycled on a Fakiris one with some modifications. Right, right, and like the, um, and in like the, anat back they called it Anatotitan, but it was really a Montosaurus. You can tell it was a modified <laughs> Iguanodon model, because as much as I'd like yeah. it to, the Iguanosaurus did not have that thick of forearms. <laughs> mm. 
<laughs> that and was a guanaguana. God doesn't make a bizarre noise. Like, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> like, as you hear the T-Rex crush it. That's like, arr, just like arr, arr, arr. <laughs> yeah, And I'm just thinking, that thing's so annoying sounding. I'm glad it got eaten. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's so annoying sounding, so it should die. Yeah. It's a bit <laughs> like, I don't like people being casually cruel to animals without a reason. Like, if you're being attacked, obviously, right, you right. the animal to get it off you. But, like, it's a bit like when you get that annoying sparrow fly- hovering around and you just want to chuck something and it sort of bugs <laughs> off. You don't want to hurt it. You just want it to, like, you leave just want you to alone. Shut up. Like, when you <laughs> like... Or more relatable, when you've got a fly buzzing around, you don't want to get the fly spray because it's not worth the hassle half the time. But you've mm. still got the thing buzzing around. It's like, piss off! <laughs> uh, all right, so... Uh, hmm. It's also in the documentary Ancient <laughs> Earth, whatever that is. <laughs> but, uh, all right, so... Dr. What? Uh, the um so the cytodon like the thor- thoraxodon because this is what they base walking with dice walking with dinosaurs on it, but it looks like what hmm. in real life uh the in the formation that 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 took place in which was the Chinle formation in late Triassic Western North America hmm. there are some um fossils there that have been historically attributed to cytodonts they're mostly just isolated teeth though waste bars at Texan like Megalosaurus and Iguanodon right. There's one particular find, which is several teeth into Ischia, whatever, E-I-S-C-H-I-A. This is how you know this is not a professional paleontological podcast, because I have no idea what that is. Um, uh, they've been found... I don't even have any idea what you just said. <laughs> they were attributed to a Thrinaxodon-like cynodont in a, ni- in a paper from 1994, which is presumably what this was based off of. So, hmm. it turns out, though, in 2020, we finally have a, they have a proper uh, cynodont from the formation, although it's much, much smaller, called... Katai Katigadon. So there were cyanons in the area, and there could have been one the size of Thranaxodon. But uh, and a bit I- of interesting trivia for Thranaxodon, so we've got more to add. There is a famous, if I recall, it's just something I'm trying to remember off the top of my head. Um, they found evidence of one that had died sharing a boat with a Brumastega. Yes, yes, I was going to talk about this too. So like the injured tendospondyl Brumastega, the brewer was scanned using a synchrotron, a tool, a tool used to observe the contents of the burrows in this experiment and not damage the intact specimens. And it could mm-hmm. show that the broomstega was injured, but not from the, uh, the thornaxodon. It was from another carnivore because the differences between the perforations was measured in rel- rel- relation to the distance of the canines of thornaxodon, and no such relation was found. So, basically, we see the Thermospondyl found refuge of the burrow after a traumatic experience, and the thornaxodon mm. allowed it to stay in its burrow until they both ultimately let their respective deaths. That's... Interesting and sad, <laughs> like. But sweet. I mean, you, it's sweet. you get it with um, some cases in some of our offshore islands where we have most of the Tuatara population to keep them safe from predators right. that were introduced. I, um, I know they yeah. often share burrows with like um, the seagulls and albatross or just various seabirds. Like the Tuatara will occasionally eat their eggs. And right. stuff like that, which isn't good for the bird, but for the most part, it, um, the birds don't mind them because they eat pests, and in return, the tuataras um, get food because the bird <laughs> that builds up um, <laughs> attracts like bugs that come to feed on it and stuff. Yeah, yeah, of course. I, okay, so uh, peek behind the curtain, listeners. This is the second time I've tried to record this episode. But last time I <laughs> tried to record this episode, I was going to tell you this story. I think I might have told you this story. But so if it sounds familiar to you, that's why. Uh, but I'm going to tell you the story again because I think this is such a good story that's in relation to this. So mm-hmm. 20 years ago, where I live in, in Colorado, there was a giant blizzard. A giant, yep. giant blizzard. The one of the biggest I've ever seen. Two fronts just slammed into each other and then created a bunch of snow. Like We're talking like five or six feet. 
And <laughs> just before this blizzard, uh, this I read this. I, my mom read this in the newspaper. Who knows if this is a true story, but it sounds neat. Uh, mm-hmm. A family's cockatoo got loose and flew off just before the blizzard hit. And so when the blizzard right. hit, they were like, oh, God, it's dead for sure. Like, There's no way it would have survived out there. But then a month later, as the snow was starting to melt, they found it. They, it was alive and somewhat in somewhat good condition. And uh, mm-hmm. so they brought it back. And it was the same one. It recognized its owners. It was very happy to see its owners. It was very very happy to be home and, and safe. But it had... Where it gone? It, it had... An, they, didn't know, they didn't know for sure until they realized it had a new ability that it could never do before. It could quack. <laughs> <laughs> so the cockatoo... A bunch of ducks must have... A ducks... Like, I don't know what ducks do during blizzards, but I'm assuming they probably... I don't know if they have burrows, but they have some sort of shelter that they probably were huddling it together, and they just let this cockatoo be in there with them. <laughs> this... <laughs> it's so sweet. <laughs> I know the cockatoo's like... <laughs> The cockatoo's like, arr, arr, arr. <laughs> well, look, that was more like a seal, but that's what the kind of noises they make, though. <laughs> Isn't that a nice story? <laughs> it's a funny story, that's for sure. I know, I just imagine, like, why do we have racism when these birds that can bring in this bird that's clearly not native to this land and give it to shelter with them? <laughs> like. <laughs> So that's kind of what was going on here, I think. Although, except this one had a happy ending. So, yeah, the start of it sounded familiar. I don't think you got that fire in because of the recording cut out. Yeah, you know, you were reacting like you didn't hear the end of that story. So, I guess I didn't wasn't able to finish it last time. But yeah, so <laughs> yeah, so that that had a happy ending. But the Thrinaxodon and the Brumistiga did not. Although I did also, there's a similar fossil that they found recently of Cetacosaurus, uh, mm-hmm. a slightly older Cetacosaurus. Not an adult, but a sub-adult, alongside That's what a, I think maybe sharing this. A, well, lo, huddled mm. along with a bunch of uh, baby Cetacosaurus. And looking mm. at the fossils, they found that it was not a parent, but a sibling. Mm. It was taking care of its bros, brothers and sisters, during like a, a sandstorm or something, and they all just died together. Mm. Well, that's kind of sad. Nature, you evil. If I call Cetacosaurus is the early um, ceratopsid with the yeah, quills. Yeah, the quills right? on the back and like and like hardly any frill. It's mm. more like just a boxy head than a frill. Like, yeah, I thought so. And it's bipedal. bipedal. Very successful. It lived for like twenty-five million years and was very, very commonly found. That was a very successful dinosaur. Well, that's a long time zone. I mean, when you and yet you look at something like um, Styracosaurus and it didn't even make um, half a million yeah, years. Yeah, I know. So pretty cool. Mind you, they might just. I mean, be that's just the record, record we found. Yeah, like, yeah. Anyways, Thraxodon. Mm. So, um, so that yeah, there's a lot of cool fossils of them of, of like that, and the Thraxodon is like that too. So yeah, like we said earlier, this was a Cynodon. It was a relative of mammals, probably not an ancestor of mammals. This was a diff- separate sort of thing. Uh, but closely close, related. Like a, like, well, it's, this isn't. So this isn't our grandfather. This is more like our uncle. <laughs> like, because mm. like it's not our. It's not our direct ancestor. Um, I'm fairly sure. <laughs> so, oh, it must be your uncle Stinky the orc, and you're gonna fall. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's that smell? Oh, bad dog or bad cynodont. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make Phil angry. Phil turn you into lightning bolt. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm very immature. Why do you command an army instead of touching me? Poke, poke, poke. Is that all you do? <laughs> <laughs> 
Ooh, that was kind of nice. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just picturing Yoda harassing Palpatine. <laughs> I mean, he did in Revenge of the Sith, but not in that way. No, but in a trolling manner, like he turns him just like poking oh, him with his staff. At me, you're not doing anything. I'm just gonna hit you with lightsaber. <laughs> so yeah, Thrinaxodon was in a group separate from. So like we're in the so it's the Cynodont, but separate from the Yosinodonts, which are the Memeline. ones that mm. evolved into us. Um, so it split up. Yeah, just like Monotremies are on a separate branch of the modern uh, mammal yeah, it's, branch. It's, it's a similar branch. And like, we're both Episiodonts, mm. but we're not Eusiodonts. So, mm. <laughs> whatever that means. Mm. <laughs> so, but, like, yeah, so there's and there's some interesting Cynodonts that live back then, interesting, like, uh, uh, synapsids. There was one called L- L- Lysowicia that I need to do an episode on. It was the biggest one that was uh, the size of an Asian elephant. <laughs> so it was, like, it was like, imagine Placerias from that Walking with Dinosaurs episode, but instead of it being the size but of a... jumbo size. Yeah, besides it being the size of a cow, be, imagine it the size of an elephant. <laughs> so bring me a sledgehammer, we've got a stupid animal to kill. <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course. Uh, no, not really. No, course, I do think um, that Placerias and, you know, Lystrosaur type um, synapsids, they just look... Stupid. They do look stupid. We clearly had a lot of long way to go. Uh, also, uh, on that note, you, you haven't seen 65 yet, have you? The Adam Driver one? Yeah, the one just came out this year, yeah. No, I haven't seen it, but I know how it ends. It's He kills the dinosaurs. Well, well, sort of. I mean, he escapes from the meteor that comes in. But there is a giant uh, four-legged theropod in it that uh, mm-hmm. a lot of people are like, oh, this just made it up. It's actually revealed what species it was. It wasn't from 65 billion years mm-hmm. ago. It was from around this time. It was a uh, Ryosukian called Fasolasuchus. What the heck was it doing in the Cretaceous? I don't know. They also had Lagosuchus there, the, like those four-legged little lizard things. Those were Lagosuchus that are also from the Triassic. <laughs> <laughs> they just had whatever. It's a movie. Who cares? I'm not one of those people that's like... Like, cause they also like. There was one point where they were they were at the beach and there were these pterosaurs and they were clearly mm. Sungaripterus, you know that one with the big crest. Uh, yeah, but yeah. Uh, they had the eyes in the nostrils where the nostrils should be, and I, I I'm at the point where like, if you know what the species looks like to the point where you have a very good depiction of it, other than mm. that exact big detail, you're doing that detail wrong on purpose. Like that was meant to make mm. it look more monstrous, and honestly, I don't mind. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, I'm not that super uptight about dinosaur depictions because it took me ages to come around to liking feathered depictions, even though I knew they were more right. accurate. But it's just like, yeah, um, there that movie doesn't really sound my cup of tea. Oh no, I get it. But I, I tend not to be too bothered by misplaced dinosaurs and like geo- geography and time wise, since Walking with Dinosaurs made that mistake too quite. Right, a bit. but Walking with Dinosaurs, but I feel like it, they were this, they weren't doing it for no reason, except for maybe the Utah Raptor. Yeah, but, but the, yeah, it was spectacle and to bring attention to various like, species. Plus, like, some of it was like cases of um, where we were dating wasn't quite precise or wastebasket tech. Right, because like, like the Thernaxodon was based off, mm. like, finds that they found in that area from 1994, so mm. that weren't quite finished. Sort of like the, the polar mm. allosaur was based on fragmentary remains that mm. were later on revealed to what be... became a of an eater. Yeah. Mm. So... Mm. Like I said, I, I, I'm not too fussed about things, but, like, but I do movie, expect a little bit of consistency, so yeah. that movie probably doesn't sound like my cup of tea. I get it, I get it. Jurassic Park, they're not pure dinosaurs, they've all been altered, they're also clones, so... Ge- 
See, right, for me, time wise, like, it doesn't matter. And what, the land before time, obviously, is a kids' movie. It's not even supposed to be the real past. So who cares? Right. See, like for me, like it's like yeah, mm. if it's a documentary, I want mm. it to be as accurate as up to date findings have allowed. But if it's a movie, go ham. I don't care. <laughs> like people are <laughs> like, oh, but it is damaging to the uh, image of paleontology. I'm like, mm-hmm. astronomers don't care about how unfact- unfactual Star Wars is. <laughs> <laughs> they don't think uh, Star Wars is an affront to astronomy, like, even though it's clearly inaccurate. But then Star Wars does open up with the whole a long time ago in a galaxy far, far Which away. Which is meant to be like long ago in a kingdom far, far away kind of sort of thing, yeah. So, yeah. Once upon a time in a kingdom far away, yeah, for something. Uh, but yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, Thrinaxodon, I'm, I'm trying to think what else there is to say about it other than like, it's just basically watch the Walking with Dinosaurs episode. Other than the fact that like, it killed its own young, that was sad, but it probably could have done that, I don't know. <laughs> but if it needed to move. Yeah, I honestly wouldn't be surprised if nature is brutal. Yeah, Th- that's the thing, because like, I-, I think I mentioned, I might mention this last time we recorded and I, and I didn't get around to it. But like, I think mm. um, Walking with Dinosaurs went a bit too far and it's and showing how cruel nature was. I think the later Walking Withs did it that. a bit better. Like Walking with Beast wasn't quite as brutal. No, but like except for the poor uh, bird getting eaten by ants, that was horrifying. Like so, I thought the bird looked so ugly. I didn't really. Get oh, it. I cared because I love birds, and that bird was just a little baby. It was got eaten by ants. Uh, so do I. And like, if it had been a like a more convincing puppet, I probably uh, mind. I couldn't disassociate it, it with my, my with my bird from it enough for me to not be sad about it. But uh, fair enough. <laughs> anyways, but prehistoric planets, conversely, I think is a bit too sanitized. It's not cruel enough. I think there needs to be a balance because like. Like, there's sometimes, like, babies get eaten and other stuff like that, but it's usually not, like, too... It's not shown on too much, and usually most of the time... Description shots and stuff. Usually most of the time what happens is that there's a predator, and, like, it's chased... Like, there's, like, a big predator, and then the little prey escapes with a big predator, but then the big predator's like, oh, it's starving, it needs to eat, and, like, so you feel sorry for the big predator. But then, <laughs> rather than thinking, oh, God, like, the, the li- they have to eat the little cute prey, what happens is that a smaller predator goes after the little prey, and then the big predator eats the smaller predator. <laughs> so, so everyone wins! Sort of like King Kong Syndrome, like, where the, um, croc thing starts chasing Anne, and then the V-Rex comes down and yeah, it's it like out it's, of the it's, the, it's always a bigger fish mentality. Like, speaking of yeah. Star Wars. And then she waits and has to run out because a uh, giant centipede or millipede yeah. whatever puts its That thing did that. There's <sighs> two of them uh, trick three times in short succession. So, like... <laughs> well, it was pretty strongly implied it was a family unit, like a mated male and a female and yeah, the young. I think it was a mother, father, and son, I think is what mm. it's supposed to be. Mm. Uh, but and then monkey killed them. I think they were the last ones too. Don't be surprised. All right, well let's rate for Naxodon one out of sixty-five million. I'm gonna rate like a twenty-six million. Uh, like it's it's kind of neat to see a little mammal-like creature mm. alongside the early dinosaurs. It probably had hair too, which is kind of cool to think about. Uh, probably not too much, but uh, mm. no, probably uh, I think it's rate it uh, What do you got? One million because boring animal like in a walking with dinosaurs context, <laughs> not so much in a paleontological context but the only thing i've really seen it in it was a boring edition as i, I wanted to see more of the uh, in the walking with when it was in walking with monsters yeah they gave it venom True that. i cool. just wanted to see more of the coelophysis and the um uh, crap what's it called um postosuchus postosuchus yes in the book the postosuchus and the pladiosaurus fight when was hmm. that what they should they should have shown that two titans fighting like that yes they <laughs> should have 
Oh, man. All right. Well, that's it for this week. If you want to get a little show, you can contact me at paleobitespodcast at gmail.com or paleobitespod at twitter.com. Yes, Twitter. It's not X. I refuse. <laughs> and also at paleobitespodcast on Instagram. If you want to send me or any of the questions to relate to the coast, like Ben here, you can. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also have a book series on Amazon, Megazoic, available for printing Kindle. No, Thornaxodon, and it's far too early for it to be part of the thing. But, uh, yeah, that's it for this week. We'll see you at the end of every episode of Paleo Bites. Uh, zup, zup. Dabboo. So cool. Why are you poking me again? I poke you because it, I have mouse. It's not easy being green. <laughs> Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.